Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. Welcome, listeners. I'm genuinely grateful that you are with us. I'm here with Lindsay, and our topic today is how to use your pain as a platform for Him. Um, You know, Lindsay, this is... um, been on my heart for a long time and our mm-hmm. heart as we, as we've talked about it. Um, and I feel like we talk about our pain and we should, and we sometimes let it consume us. So that's not what we want to do. We want to be consumed by God because in a way that's harmful to us, but we all go through it. Let's just be real. We really that's all right. go through it. That's right. So what do you think about that statement using your pain for a platform? Gosh, you're right. We do all go through pain. Um, we are in a broken world. And um, I would just say this is like a living testimony, I feel like to me, because that's where God works um, his miracles um, and gives us mercy and grace, um, shows his power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think each and every one of us um, through our painful um, circumstances also um, can see God. Right. Uh, working in our yeah. lives. If they, if you look back and, and really be able to, and state, God, I know you are working all for your good. Um, but can I, can I learn from that mm-hmm. incident? Um, and can I grow deep, a uh, deeper relationship with you and trust you more? Right. It's really about trust, it right? Really and faith. Is. And that's really what it's all about. I mean, the Bible doesn't say sometimes you might have trials. It says you will really? have trials. Mm-hmm. And in that, uh, you know, every character of the Bible has trials. We look at everything and um, really those trials are designed for us to become more like Christ, Mm -hmm. to see him more, to look to him. And a lot of times we think, well, why would this happen to me? And we run the other way. But God's saying, hey, I'm here to help you grow Mm because your goal, your identity, your purpose, your mission in life is to be more like Christ as followers of him. Right. That's right. So that is how we look at these. And so um, I think that we wanted to look at some of the characters in the Bible and talk about some of those. But in actuality, like I was saying, the reason for the pain is to bring us closer to him and to make us more like him. Now, what does that look like? What does more like him look like? And we we think about that or we don't think about it enough sometimes. That's true. And so reading his word and the repetition of his word and all the things that we need in our life to make us focus and think more about him, because God knows and we know that there's so many distractions. Satan knows it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he wants to do, too. So God's word is full of stories where everything looked impossible and the odds were stacked against him. And these obstacles and circumstances are in these stories being used in their character in a way to make them apply it in their own life, just like we need to apply it. Mm-hmm. in our own life. So does anything come to mind here, Lindsay, talking about that? <laughs> when you said that throughout the Bible, almost every single character, it's, I think it's so true. I mean, I, I pull up Genesis and you've got Noah and then you've got yeah. Abraham and then you go to Elijah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just Hannah uh, yeah, and David, Daniel. I mean, I can go on. This is just the Old Testament, Shad right? Rodney, Shad, <laughs> <Bindigo. McDowell>. Yes. <laughs> Every those. single character. Um, and I just 
think it's just a really neat um, representation. I, I don't know if we ever pick up the Bible and actually think about that though. Um, right. In an instance, we, we want something from God and we want an answer from him a lot of times. Right. And sometimes he's just, um, trying to show us through these stories. Um, and we all learn, um, and it's very interesting. A lot of people, we can make a statement or we can learn from stories and stories. We always remember Mm -hmm. they always stick in the back of our mind, just like memories do with you and pictures and so forth. You have a story about those memories. So God gives us that opportunity for us to know these stories um, and sit on them and meditate on them. And so that he gives us um, his, um, his wisdom and yeah. an understanding about him and as a character of and him. I just love the way that he does that in ways that we can understand it and we can visualize it. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about and laugh about the old flannel graph things where you yeah, see things yes, on yeah. the board, <laughs> but it's so true because I can still remember those from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, I can remember every song from high school, but I can't <laughs> remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> I can sing every word of every song, yep. that, you know, from the 1970s. And then, uh, can't tell you what I ate for breakfast. So, you know, but so those things are things that God uses in our lives to help us um, to remember those things. Also, it's um, if you think about it, too, I think we you mentioned a little bit about people not thinking about it or us not thinking about it in that way. I look at it a little bit like what is happening today in Mm -hmm. our world where People who are younger than us look at us and say, oh, well, it wasn't like that for you or it's different now Mm -hmm. or and all those things. And there are differences, but there are core things Mm -hmm. that are still the same. Mm -hmm. So if we look at these Bible characters and Bible stories and just say, oh, well, that was back then. That was the Old Testament or the New Testament or wherever you find it. It is still Bible and it's still applicable. And you can still relate to our life. Exactly. We like to make excuses that we can't relate to it. And And, you can. And if we look, we can. Mm -hmm. But if we don't want to find it, we might not find it. That's So two people that come to mind immediately for me is Joseph and Mary. Because I love this story of Joseph and Mary. And, you know, without them, we wouldn't have Jesus. That's right. That's <laughs> you know, right. So this it's is the main important. story. <laughs> so Joseph had to endure so much speculation of how Mary was pregnant, but he wasn't the father. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine um, then the ridicule and the mockery that came up against him in that time? Um, and he used his pain to continue with the plan of God. The God, the the plan that God had set out for him and he followed him. Mm-hmm. Thus being the dad to Jesus on earth and a loving husband to the mother of Jesus, Mary. And then there's Mary who no doubt had whispers in her life and the confusion and the fear that had to be there that she set out though to accomplish God's will, no matter what. And her declaration, I love her declaration. And she says, as you say, Lord, Mm. so shall it be. Now, if I could say that every morning, I don't know that I want to be highly favored in this way. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, in all seriousness though, she was saying, whatever you say, God, I say yes. Mm -hmm. And, This has rung through the ages and what caused heartbreak and trouble for her became her platform. The mother of the greatest story ever told. 
of Jesus. And so God allows suffering and pain to equip us and to qualify us to help other people. We can show compassion a lot of times only when we've gone through something ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can use all of these things. One thing that comes to mind to me um, after having cancer, and there's so many people who have it, who I am able to talk to and say, you know, I'm not trying to to butt into your story at all, but mm-hmm. I've been there. And if there's anything that I can do that I can talk to you or just help you pray through it or whatever. And had I never had that, I wouldn't. When somebody had cancer, I'd, I'd feel badly for them and I'd want to pray for them, but not with the fervency once that you know that something that is consuming your body that you don't want there sure, and you don't know what the outcome is going to be. So you trust and you follow and you want to still pursue God in that. But had I not had that. I would not be as compassionate toward the people who have it. That's just mm-hmm. how it is. Mm-hmm. And I know that you have stories that you've shared as well like that. And um, some autoimmune system things too. Without just, There's just so many things that God, that I would not change. And I know that sounds weird and people, yeah, right. Well, no, I didn't want to have cancer. But once I've had it and what I've seen God has done in my mm-hmm. life through that, that Maybe he could have done it in a different way, but maybe not. But I also um, love the fact that I'm able to use that in everyday life because it's so rampant. And, you know, Pam, I think this is a a perfect example, too, because um, when people have cancer or tragedies happen in their life, um, they and if they're not Christian, um, Mm -hmm. they they tend to worry and they don't have um, the story of of God, right. And their right. lives and, and knowing that there, there is eternal life for them, regardless of, of the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when you use your pain for a platform too, it's really how you respond right to that pain and how you can show the example of God, because through that cancer, there's a lot of things that could happen and how you respond to certain instances, how you live day to day or, mm-hmm. um, how you respond to anything really when it comes down yeah. to relationships or, um, meetings or how you talk to unbelievers, um, about anything and they see differences. Right. Um, and it's really important, um, actually. And when, you have that type of responsibility. I say responsibility because mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like using this pain as a responsibility to actually show God's character and, and how you respond as a believer. So it's right. a huge responsibility, even though you're going through that pain. Um, and it's, it's beautiful because that's it, when people come back to you and know that they're asking questions, the Holy spirit working in their, in their lives. Right. And you know, our life is just made up of choices, right? One yep. choice after another choice, just like we take steps and we have to choose to allow God to use whatever, yep. whether it's an addiction or anything, a health issue or finding anything right. that's going on in our life that is causing us pain. Mm-hmm. We have to choose to allow God to use that in our life to bring out what it is that he wants in our character or to show to other people so that they can see Christ in us. So it's not about us. That's right. At all. (laughs) So whatever is happening in our life, it's really not about us. And that's where 
what we don't like to admit, right? <laughs> well, and we tend to focus on ourselves a yeah. lot, right? So pity, you know, pity party right. us um, all the time, day in, day out. We right. just focus on um, the negative. But if it's, if you reverse it, yeah. that's the, again, the responsibility that you have because you know that you were made for God. Right. And that's what I think we need to keep continuing to bring ourselves back to. So we talked about relationship, a relationship with God and but what do we do when other people cause pain in our lives? Ooh, that, you know, is, we, yeah, we this talked question's... about tragedies and cancer and that's kind of something, um, but when people mm-hmm. hurt us, that's a whole different level. And it's a lot of times, it's most of the time, the ones that hurt us the most are the ones that are closest to us. Exactly. Yep. Um, so immediate reaction is just how we respond. It's, it's more so do we hold our tongue? Mm -hmm. Um, do we go to God in prayer or do we want to hold our ground and and get defensive and, and, and start speaking and and defending ourselves? Um, or do we go in a a corner and cry? Um, All of the above. above. (laughs) It depends on which one you want to go first, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I try to, um, wait on responses. Mm. And so I can respond instead of react. Cause I mm-hmm. think there's a huge difference. A lot of times I think we are def- offended. So we react to something and then we think about it later and we're like, well, maybe that's not even how they meant that, but mm. maybe I need to clarify or maybe they meant it that way and even worse, but how do I respond to that and not react? Cause if I react, I'm going to say something just as ugly as they did. And in a word battle, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who wins, everybody loses. That's so, so true. So that is um, something that God taught me many, many, many years ago that I try to do still is to respond in, in, it may mean that I don't talk to you about that subject for a day or for two days. Mm-hmm. And it may be a week because it may take me that long <laughs> yeah. to really respond in a way that God would want me to respond. I would like to say that I would respond automatically. And I think as a habit, that does become more mm-hmm. because of repetition, because of that's what you've chosen to do. It becomes easier to do automatically, right. but it doesn't mean you hurt less necessarily. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that I lead with my heart. My heart enters a room before I do. And that mm-hmm. can be very painful. And you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just <laughs> it's kind of funny if you think about it. But um, if you're vulnerable with people, it hurts. That's um, true. Because it's not just like you were saying from the people that we know and sometimes the people on the fringe of our life, but sadly, and as women, and I don't mean to pick on us, but let's be real today. We are not always the best at supporting other women. And that is something that we need to do. It may be the women that are closest to you in your life that are not responding in a way that is helpful, Mm -hmm. um, which is very hard. And I think, I know that we talked uh, about the beatitudes and the, mm-hmm. the meekness and a lot of women and, and men too. And I'm not picking on anyone. I'm just saying that we look at that sometimes as a weakness and meekness is a strength under control. Like That's we right. talked about when we did the beatitudes. So how do we use that strength in control? Um, so a lot of times I get the response of, um, 
when something happens, instead of giving a hug or just saying, Hey, you know, I'm here for you or praying for you. And I know you've had this too. And other women have had that. And maybe I've not been as good at doing this as I would like to be, but, but I'm working on it. So Mm -hmm. the repetition, (laughs) um, but instead of doing that, they often come up and say, why are you so emotional about that? Now, how does that make you feel when somebody says that? Oh, it's, it's, I don't know. it just flies all over <laughs> you. Doesn't yes. it? It's like, what? You're like, why don't you care about why what my you? thoughts are? Right. <laughs> yeah. Or how I, my feelings are yeah. versus just get over it. Right. it just get over yeah. it. So, yeah. or even less caring than that is why are you so emotional? <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> uh, so uh, you don't want to see my emotion right now. No, yeah. but it does make a switch in our emotions sometimes, doesn't it? No. Well, but, and uh, sometimes it's just, it's, it's like one thing after another, after another, right? I mean, there is one tiny little thing that could happen and it's just, you have no idea what has happened to, you know, two or three times this, this morning before that even happened, you know what I'm saying? So the empathy is just, you just don't know what's happening behind closed doors in a sense or what's happened per per person. And us as women, um, especially us as mothers too, when we have lots of stuff going on and we just think that, oh, you know, one thing or another, you know, we've got, we've got a got to get past this and keep moving on. Cause that's mm-hmm. our only choice. And yes. so, um, but having, a, having empathy for someone makes a whole different change and can actually change their, their, their perception and help them move on throughout the day. Yes. And so we talked about a little bit about how we should be on mission for him. And Jesus was on a mission to the cross. Mm-hmm. That was why he was born. That's what he came to do. And when we are in him, we are on mission too. And so what is your mission? Think about that out there as we talk about these things too. And I mean, I've had to think about these things and sometimes we think about it and maybe even um, redefine that. And I don't mean redefine the mission of what God has given you to do, but different seasons of life Mm -hmm. require different things. And so even though your mission is the same, you may change the method the 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 message is always the same, but um, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. Um, the tide of public opinion never affected Jesus. Um, it matters what he thinks, and people's opinions will always change. And that's the thing: it, the goalpost is always moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when we think that we've accomplished something that someone we think somebody else wanted us to, tomorrow it won't matter. But God's opinion of you is always that he loves you. So don't be phased by public opinion. And it's so hard not to. But that is something that we need to, as followers of him, to allow him to take care of our character in such a way that the public opinion does not matter. But at the same time, you need to make sure that you are on his mission Mm -hmm. and not trying to accomplish something just on your own. And so... You know, we'll never be free until we stop trying to please others. Mm. So that's a good place for us to stop today. And we'll pick up right here next week. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How does how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now 
by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.